Bobby Warner, now's the time. Call Welcome into the Press Virginia podcast with Coach Billy Hahn. I'm Anthony Lewis in the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, and we appreciate you downloading the podcast on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And tonight's show is presented by our friends at Warner Law Offices. Give them a call today at 345-67889. Again, that's 304-345-6789 at the Warner Law Offices. And joining me from the University City, Coach Billy Hahn. Coach, how are you, sir? I'm doing tremendous, Anthony. How about you? I, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we had some basketball <laughs> action this week, and it was good to see the Mountaineers back on the court. Pretty good week, too, man. Uh, I was concerned a little bit about being off for the two weeks we were off, not playing, and going to uh, Kansas State. But I could tell as soon as I saw that game started, I knew we were going to be okay because our guys were up in passing lanes. I could just tell by our defense that we were going to be really good. So we were fortunate to, after our layoff, to be able to play nothing against Kansas State, but it's better than playing Baylor or better than playing Kansas or better than playing Oklahoma or anybody else and we were able to force them into an unbelievable amount of turnovers and the turnovers really led us to a a fairly easy victory over Kansas State which was really good yeah that K-State team is not very good but they're young they're very young and of course I think when they get some some time to come back to come together they're going to be a good basketball team. Um, that, of course, was a 21-point victory and was the largest victory for West Virginia in on the road in big in the Big 12 in in history. So it was a good win for West Virginia. And like you said, coming off of a two-week break, uh, that was a pretty good schedule <laughs> scheduling uh, game for us to have. You didn't, like you said, you didn't have to play Baylor or Kansas, so uh, you're able to kind of get your. But the team, you know, I think Culver. Uh, looked a little, a little winded, and of course they, they said Matthews. Well, he lost eighteen pounds. Did yeah, I- you could tell, Anthony. You could tell. They only had four guys. They only had four players that did not have the virus during that time, and you could tell the guys that had it, and you could tell the guys that didn't have it. The guys that did not have it, they played their butts off and they were really really good the guys that had it were so tired and out of gas and not not until they hadn't practiced so try to run a practice with four players which hugs and those and the staff had to do there was no practice i mean all they could do was do individual workouts with those guys get shots up and and do a lot of conditioning stuff for those four guys but the other guys couldn't even be around. I mean, they they weren't even in the gym. They couldn't do nothing. So for them to overcome all that and and and, and the way they played at Kansas State, that was a big time, big time victory for us. And of course, on Big Monday, um, your friend uh, Fran Frischilla had the call. West right. Virginia, Texas yep. Tech, and um, first and foremost, listen, listen, man, it's hard for me to stay up past ten o'clock. I'm not going to lie, but uh, that hey, nine o'clock tip be, yep. is something else. Yep, yep. But um, you know, I thought West Virginia played a hell of a hell of a first half, um, and of course they went into halftime. I believe it was thirty nine thirty nine. But um, what did what was your overall thoughts of that game and and how things kind of shook out? Well, 
I, if you recall, Anthony, uh, two years ago, Chris Beard, who's the head coach at Texas Tech, he flew me out to Lubbock, and I spoke to his team and his coaching staff. I was out there for a couple of days. So I became pretty good friends with Chris Beard. So when they came to town on Sunday night and on Monday, I went to their practice slash shoot around on Monday at two o'clock and Chris Beard is so good and everything that happened in the game on Monday is exactly what Chris Beard told his team at the shoot around on Monday. I mean, it was, it was sort of eerie that I can recall him saying, Hey fellas, this game's going to be a game of spurts. They'll probably start out real good. Then we'll catch up. Then they'll go ahead again. And then we'll catch up by halftime. They'll probably be real close. And then we'll come out the second half. And the same thing's going to happen. And everything he said to his team is basically exactly what happened in our game. And I, for one thing I don't forget him saying was this. He made a Huge point of emphasis. He said, fellas, the last 10 minutes of that basketball game, forget the score, whatever the score is, just remember this. The last 10 minutes of that game, the shots that come off the board, the rebounds, we're gonna be, they're going to be what we call 50-50 rebounds. You got a 50% chance, they got a 50% chance. So whoever gets the ball and wants the ball the most is going to probably end up winning the game. Well, if you recall, we went down because we did not rebound the ball. They got all they got every 50-50 rebound. They were kicking our butt. Yeah, they were so, um they were hustling. Yes. They were getting every 50-50 rebound. And then what was it? Two minutes to go. We were down what eight? Yes. I, 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 were we down eight with two two minutes and twelve seconds to go? It was. It in might that, have been ten. Yeah, it was in that wheelhouse there. Yeah, but anyway, we ended up shooting lights out. We made our last at the end of the game. We made our last ten shots. We took ten shots. We made all ten. We shot the ball to get us back in it from the three-point line, which was crazy. And what's even crazier, if we had made our free throws in regular, you know, in the first 35 minutes, it wouldn't have come down to the way it came down. Our free throw shooting was terrible. But down the stretch, we our free throws, we made our free throws down the stretch. And we have a guy named Deuce McBride who – battled the kid from Texas Tech named McClung. You talk about a one-on-one battle. And McClung, they were Fran Fraschilla, and the announcers on ESPN was McClung this, McClung that. They were showing McClung's family in the stands that they drove up from where he lives, and they were making a big deal out of McClung's family being there. Nobody from West Virginia was there because West Virginia – has not allowed anybody in there yet, but they are going to do that on Saturday for the first time. But anyway, Deuce McBride and McClung from Texas Tech, they had a one-on-one face-off that was absolutely amazing to watch. Yeah, McClung was every bit as good as advertised. Um, I think he ended up with 30 points. Um, yes, on maybe 20, 21 shots. Um, he, you know, shot the ball well. And, of course, you know, if you remember, of course, they showed the highlight. He hit the game winner against Texas uh, at in Austin to, to put the Red Raiders up. But uh, he was right. just as good as advertised. And um, But, you know, West Virginia did something uh. backwards. Well, they, like you said, we didn't, we didn't shoot the ball well from the line, but West Virginia shot the ball extremely well from three and of course um i think shot over 40 
percent on the night. So it was a good shooting night for West Virginia. And w- let me ask you this: were you ex- were you shocked to see um, the score in the eighties? I thought we were looking at about a sixty, you know, a sixty six. 64 type of game. I was shocked to see this game go into the 80s. I think both coaches staffs were shocked. I think everybody was shocked. I think everybody thought that game would be mid-60 at the highest, and it was unbelievable that when's the last time you see us win a game where where the other team scored, what they score, 88 points? Yes. And And we won the game. Yeah, it was I, – I couldn't believe it. You know, um, I, I got a little – we went down, and I'm not going to lie, we went down, what, like 12? And right. I started I started kind of just packing it in for the night. I was I went in and checked the back door, you know, let the dog yep. out the final time. You know, I just kept thinking, well, I'm going to watch, but let me at least get yep. this stuff. And then we just kind of kind of kept hanging around. And then, of course, that was probably one of the more exciting endings – as far as ha- uh, coming out with a victory that I've seen in quite some time for West Virginia. So, um, but McBride, we had five players in double fi- double figures. So it was one of those nights, of course, Deuce led us, but the other guys were putting up points as well. So for West Virginia to get into the eighties, you need that night in and night out. Uh, Anthony, I can tell you this. There's not very many fans the other night that didn't pack it in and went to bed and said, this game's over. And they fell asleep. <laughs> they got the next game and they saw the score and they heard about us winning. They were in shock. People could not believe we won that game. I, I stayed up because I was screaming and hollering and I watched it with my wife and we, we stuck it in into the end. But I told my wife, I said, I said, Kathy, we're going to lose this game. We ain't going to, we ain't winning this game. We will not win this game. Well, guess what? We came back because of Deuce McBride and won that game. Absolutely amazing. That young man has turned into um, a leader. I think in the last few yep. games, you've watched him just take over, take this team yep. over, and just say, "Look, you get on my let's get on my back. Let's roll." You know, the everything's changed since. Uh, you know, Oscar left. The dynamics of the team has changed, um, and I think you've seen Deuce take this team over, and then Jalen Bridges, this kid, and we we've yep. I, we've been harping about him for the last few weeks, but this young man um, yep. is is just playing lights out, and I am excited. I'm ex- I'm legitimately excited to see, you know. And and you can answer this. How much does a a kid that you know he's a redshirt freshman? He didn't play much last year, but from the beginning of the season in December, and let's be honest, he really hasn't been playing much since Oscar left. So he didn't get the minutes until Oscar left. So realistically, from January until tournament time, how much can a young man develop as far as scoring and just confidence? Well, since he's been forced to play. And Hugs has sort of given him the green light and has encouraged him to shoot the basketball. That eases his mind. Let's just let's let's say this, Anthony. The way we play basketball right now is completely different than when Oscar was with us. I mean, we this is we're a different basketball team. We're playing four around one right now. There's no no, no more two bigs in there. Our floor is way better spaced out. We have much more better spacing. We are driving and kicking the basketball. We are shooting the perimeter jump shot more than we've ever had since Bob Huggins has been here. You've seen us shoot more threes than we ever have since Bob Huggins has been here. We have changed the way we play. And when we make shots, who can't we? Who can we not play with? We can play with anybody in America if we're making shots. And we've got Jalen Bridges, Deuce McBride, Sean McNeil, Taz Sherman, uh, Jordan McCabe, Matthews, Evan Matthews. 
we got five or six guys that can shoot the three ball. I mean, it's amazing. It's been, and I think they're taking better shots too. It seemed like uh, there was a point in time where this team forced a lot of shots, and the, right. the guy, and I think it has a lot to do with one with again the spacing and also the drive and the kick um, that's getting these guys open and they're and they're hitting them. So it's right. been like you said since January, it's been a totally different team, and it's been fun to watch. Um, and let's let's just talk about the final, you know, twenty seconds. Um, crazy, you know, McBride comes down the court and again, this kind of gets back to my point where I feel like he's just feels like he's able to put this team on his shoulders. And one of the things that they pointed out in the, of course you saw it, um, this young man used to be a quarterback. So he's used to leading, leading a team. The, uh, you gotta remember this too. Remember the year when we went to the final four, when we needed a bucket, who was the guy? We we knew everybody in the country, everybody in the opposing team, everybody knew we're going to get the ball in one person's hands. That was Deshaun Butler, right? Absolutely. Guess what now? Everybody in the country now knows, both benches, everybody, who's going to get the ball? Deuce McBride. Yeah, he made- Deuce, McBride has take, Deuce McBride has now become – our day, Sean Butler, where he's going to take the ball, get me the ball, get out of my way. I'm going to make a play, which he did the other night. He That shot, um, I, I'll send it to you. I don't know if you ever saw the photo. Two hands in his face, bent back, yep. clearly being fouled, but they weren't going to call anything like that in that, <laughs> right. in, in that situation. And the confidence in this young man, his uh, postgame – you know, his post-game interview, he basically just said he had no – there was no thought about it. He knew it was going in, and he knew how to put the ball in the hoop. So that that right there said to me, this young man has clearly gained full confidence in himself and uh, and is willing to take the ball, which it's good to see. You need that on a team if you want to be successful, um, in the especially when it come, becomes tournament time because – there's going to become times, you know, playing in the Big 12 is like playing in the tournament because you still have to play Baylor twice. You have Kansas still to play. You've got Texas to play. You still have to play Oklahoma. And those are all tournament yeah. teams. So basically the rest of your season, yeah. you're playing top 15 caliber basketball teams and you're going to need somebody to take this team over. Absolutely. Gonna be ha- that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, I text Larry Harris today who's scouting Florida – and he texted me back and he said, you know, we have to get back in transition transition defense. They run the ball up the floor extremely quick. If they don't have anything, they're going to space you. And they're going to dribble drive and kick for threes. And that's exactly what they did the first half. They were seven for 13, uh, which is, you know, almost 50%. Seven, well, they just 54% from the three-point line. So they can shoot it. Uh, you got to stop them from shooting the three. Uh, Coach Harrison says you got to rebound the basketball on both ends. Coach Harrison said that you got to understand because they shoot the three ball that as much as they shoot the three ball, you have to be prepared to rebound long rebounds because long shots equal long rebounds. So there's a lot of keys going into the the game on Saturday at two o'clock that we're going to have to make sure we take care of. And of course, uh, Darius Nichols will be making a trip back to Morgantown, former Mountaineer point guard, and now an assistant coach with, um, with the Florida Gators coach. I don't know if you saw this today, but uh, I definitely wanted to take a second and acknowledge the passing of um, former Mountaineer uh, Chris Brooks. I don't know if you've met Chris before, but uh, Chris played in the late, I believe in the 90s. No, I'm lying. He played in the 80s, late 80s. Chris Brooks, right. uh, he passed away today. Uh, right before right before we started recording earlier, whenever I was having all the computer problems, um, oh, I started wow. getting some text messages. But uh, former Mountaineer basketball player Chris Brooks passed away. So, of course, we want to send our thoughts and prayers to his family and our condolences, wow. condolences 
Um, I, I don't know the circumstances, but uh, we've lost a Mountaineer. So tough day, uh, tough day from West Virginia fans. Um, yeah. You know, just it's just it's tough, man. Um, and hopefully it wasn't a COVID issue. It very well could have been. But uh, right. it's been a tough it's been a tough sports week. I mean, even you, you we lost Hank Aaron this week. And um, I never got to see Hank Aaron play. Of course, he finished playing, I think, in 74, 73, 74. Uh, right. I was born in 76. But he was the guy whenever um, I was growing up, like, as a 10-year-old kid in the mid-'80s, like, I wanted to get my hands on a Hank Aaron card. I remember yeah. my first time making a trade to, to get a Hank Aaron card. And, of course, later yeah. reading the books and – seeing the video and of course learning about all the threats that were made towards him during his home run. Uh, it's just been a tough sports week. Pretty crazy. Uh, along with that, there was a guy up here in Morgantown who when we first took the job here was the strength and conditioning coach for the basketball program. His name was Jeff Giosi. Jeff Giozzi, speaking of deaths in a tough Morgantown week, uh, he was working out. He he left and, and built his own gym and had his own workout place. He was a fitness trainer. He was lifting on Sunday. He was powerlifting. He had a class that he was teaching, and he was showing them this powerlift. And he had a brain aneurysm on the spot and went down on the spot and died oh, wow. immediately. Yeah, I saw um, yes. some of the guys talking about him. I, I didn't um, know him. I, I feel like I remember him being oh, around. What a super guy. I mean, a guy that was the most positive. Never heard a negative word ever come out of his mouth. Negativity was not in his brain. He was nothing but positive. Deshaun Butler, Rob Summers, Joe Alexander, they all made tributes to the guy. Uh, just just, just crazy what that guy meant to our players. And uh, put him in your prayers, Mountaineer fans, because he's got two young boys, like a three-year-old and a one-year-old, oh. and a wife named Sarah who does – Metro News Radio Talk of the Town from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock every morning on WJAR, WAJR, every morning from 9 to 10 called Talk of the Town, Sarah Giozzi. And like I said, he's got a three-year-old and a one-year-old son. So a lot of prayers go out to Jeff Giozzi, man. Yeah, that's tough. Tough week. And, yeah, our, our yeah. thoughts and prayers to, to uh, you know, Chris Brooks's family and Jeff's family as yep. well. Yep. Um, you know, just a tough week. But uh, before we, we take a break, um, we've got a special guest. Who's coming up, Coach? We got Jenna Huggins, who's in charge of all the travel for the men's basketball program. And traveling in Big, Big 12 is extremely hard. We've got Jenna Huggins, who not only is the travel director for the men's program, she does four other sports, and she happens to be the daughter of Coach Bob Huggins. She has lots of insight for us tonight. So join us for Jenna Huggins. And also, too, she's an avid defender of student-athletes on Twitter and social media when people decide that it's okay to bash a 19-year-old kid for missing a shot. <laughs> I've seen her go nuts before on social media. So I appreciate her enthusiasm and I get it. I mean, I get, listen, I get it as a fan, you know, you, you, you get just emotionally uh, into these games and that's people's outlets, right? It's social media. That's the first thing people want to do is pick up their, their phone and tweet, but you got to remember these kids are not being paid except for at Kentucky but they're not being paid at West Virginia or anywhere else. And they're stu they're students. They're 20 year old kids that make mistakes. I always tell people my response is I'm going to Google your name and see what your free throw percentage was. That's a, usually it's just some big fat guy, 
like myself, just sitting on his couch bitching about stuff. But anyway, I'll get off my I'll get off my high horse. And before we take a break, I want you guys to jot this phone number down: six eight one two three one two six three two. Again, six eight one two three one two six three two. In the second segment, we're going to do the Dell Sparks Collection text to win trivia question of the week. We'll have a trivia question. You answer it. You win an eight by tw- eight by ten from the Dell Sparks collection. So we'll do all that after this. A wet, damp basement can be a real problem that can worsen asthma and allergies. Alford Home Solutions will transform your basement into a dry, usable space and improve the air quality in your entire home. Visit AlfordHomeSolutions.com for a free estimate. When you're injured on the job, the truth is the odds are stacked against you. After all, you're taking on the giant insurance companies that insure construction companies, coal companies, and oil and gas companies. I'm Bobby Warner. Let me put my years of experience to work for you. Warner Law Offices, when you need justice. Bobby Warner, now's the time. Call 345-6789. A new day begins, and what happens today must be covered reported, and passed on to everyone in the region we serve. We bring the world in our region to your computers, your phones, your business, and your home. We cover news of the day and life as it exists in your world. Who are we? We are HD Media, trustworthy, and always here for the times we live in. Do you have cold floors in your home? It may be time to insulate your crawl space because cold air is rising into the rest of your home. Alford Home Solutions can fix this problem. Go to AlfordHomeSolutions.com today to book your free insulation estimate. Don't wait. Insulate. What's going on, everybody? This is Deshaun Butler, and you are listening to the Crest Virginia Podcast. Coach Billy Hahn. Welcome back to the Press Virginia podcast presented by our friends at the Warner Law Offices. And don't forget to get in touch with them. You can call 345-6789. And joining us on the Press Virginia podcast is the athletic travel coordinator, Miss Jenna Huggins. Welcome aboard. Welcome to the Press Virginia podcast. Thanks. It's great to be here. So I guess first and foremost... You've got a pretty important role within the the basketball program. I actually started as a graduate assistant um, for Tammy Cavender, who was the travel coordinator, worked for the athletic department for like 40 years. Um, I know Ms. And so Tammy. I started working for her as a GA um, and then just kind of started taking on more responsibilities. And then she retired uh, December of 2019. So... I kind of am trying to fill her big shoes since she left. Hey, Jenna, this is Coach Hawn to all of our listeners. And uh, (laughs) Jenna, I'm going to sort of let you take it over, but I just sort of want to let you go with basically what your responsibilities are, what you have to do, the description of what you do in your job, Mm -hmm. and – how your job has been affected this year by the coronavirus. Okay. So I do um, about half of our athletic teams and um, we have another lady named Diane and she does the other half of them. And I um, just kind of from day one, get with the coaches and we go over their schedule and say, when do you want to leave? Where do you want to fly into? Where do you want to stay? And just, I mean, the whole planning process we go through from buses that take you from WVU to the airport, the charter or the commercial flights that the teams go on to get where they have to go, the buses that pick them up and their um, location when they get there, the hotel rooms, the meals that they eat at the hotels, and then getting them home if they're chartering as soon as we can after the game, and if not, the next morning. So there's a whole lot to, that goes into it that a lot of people don't realize that I definitely didn't realize until I started doing this job. And with coronavirus this year, it has made it 
so much crazier. It, I mean, it started when we were in Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament last year, and we thought we were going to be able to have the men's and women's tournaments. And um, Shane Lyons was like, he came to me and he was like, we've got to get everybody home today. And I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get a men's team, a women's team, and all of these staff members home? But it all worked out. The charter company we were using was great. Um, And then it's just kind of gone on from there with, booking games, canceling games, rescheduling games. And it's, it's made it for a lot more work than it normally is this year. And you're not just dealing with one basketball team. You're dealing with which teams do you directly work with? So I have um, five teams that are in season right now. Um, I have men's basketball, women's basketball, gymnastics, Indoor track and men's soccer is getting ready to start up because their fall season got canceled. So um, that's right now what I'm doing is trying to keep track of where these teams are across the country and when they're coming and when they're going and who's on their manifest for the plane and are the buses there to pick them up and are the hotel rooming lists right? And, uh, I'm, my, I'm curious to know because the coronavirus Mm-hmm. Do they have separate rooms? Are they are they under? Do they have roommates? That are, they, I just want to know. I want to know how do you avoid anything that could make the coronavirus even worse? That you don't have to shut it down as our team did for a couple weeks. Right. So they test them. The Big Twelve um, has their testing protocols in place, and they're testing them. I believe it's three times a week. I'm not, I'm not positive on that. And then they test on game days as well. Um, right. And so they do still, there's still two people to a room, but when they're on a bus, they have, we're normally, they can just sit wherever they want. When they get on the bus to go to the airport, they each have assigned seats. And um, Randy Matter, the athletic tra- trainer and BJ, the team doctor have been in charge of kind of doing the seating charts by, who has the antibodies, who's had it, who hasn't to try and keep people away from each other as much as possible for men's basketball. Anyway, I know that's how they've been doing it. And then um, on the plane, if they're chartering, same thing, they're kind of going by who who's had it, who hasn't and kind of organizing them that way. And then our teams that are flying commercial, we're just trying to put them all in a group together in seats but you know commercial you can only control so much of it the uh the private flights i think that's what women's basketball and men's basketball and all the others are commercial um football and before this year with covid um volleyball women's soccer and baseball did some charters but with covid this year it's just kind of (sighs) messed everything up so I'm not I'm actually not sure because Diane does uh, women's soccer and baseball so I'm not exactly sure what they're doing this year I'm not saying it's easy but I'm going to think that the charters are somewhat a little bit easier than trying to book a team for on a commercial plight yeah it is and it's and it's definitely easier if you know, something comes up and you're like, hey, we need to leave an hour later because we're waiting on someone's COVID test to come back or, you know, something like that. But um, at the same time, it's just you don't want to throw off anybody else's travel plans because if we leave an hour late, that's an hour added onto the cruise time to where if they were supposed to take another team, mm. that that team wouldn't be able to go or the crew could run out of time there's just so many different factors that go into it but yeah chartering especially in the big 12 where all of our games are so far away from morgantown and for the teams to be able to get back the night after they play is is huge for them rather than having to wait until the next day and you know a lot of these cities don't have direct flights to pittsburgh or even big airports in the cities that we play in, in the big 12. So the, the teams that have to fly commercial are 
are really at a disadvantage that way. Do does the so whenever I worked, I worked there in '99 to '05. We used to fly out of Clarksburg with football. Mm-hmm. Do where where do they fly out of now? Do they are they, they uh, still? Yep, it's still out of Clarksburg. Out of Clarksburg, yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's a little. It was much easier than because back then, um, you know, I was there with Coach Callett and Coach Beeline. We used to fly commercial out of Pittsburgh a lot, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. That was never fun. Although, a funny story, in the way the Big East tournament one year, we did run into Triple H after uh, WrestleMania. Oh, wow. That was pretty cool. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Here's my other thing, Jenna. I don't think people mm-hmm. understand this too, either. Not only do you have everything to worry about with the, the coronavirus, mm-hmm. and the weather becomes a problem when you fly in the Big 12 as well. Yeah, we've been very, We've been very lucky this year. That there hasn't been like major snowstorms or anything like that, but in my years that I was coaching with with your dad with the team, we had we had nightmares nightmares with with weather weather relation, you know, like we it was unbelievable. Yeah, it's like the when the team goes to Ames this coming week, uh, they are flying a small plane so they can fly directly into Ames, but the thing you know going into that is. It's a small airport. They don't have the de-icing capabilities and everything that the the big airports do. So that's just something that you're taking a chance on flying into these smaller airports where the big 12 schools are located is, is you can run into stuff like that. And then, again, our teams that fly commercial, so many flights out of Pittsburgh fly through Chicago. And flying right. through Chicago in the winter is, is oh, just yeah. a nightmare. So right. we're always having teams get miss their connections or their flights get delayed and everything. So the the yeah. winter sports definitely have the weather issues. The other the other thing, Anthony, that always blew my mind was why in the Big Twelve is brutal on West Virginia because we are the only school in the Big Twelve that's on the Eastern Time Zone. Mm-hmm. So, if we have a, if we're supposed to, if we got a game at nine o'clock p.m. Eastern time. I mean, it's eight o'clock, you know, their time. So now we might not even get on a flight coming back until one o'clock or one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. And now, time you land in Clarksburg, get on the bus, drive back to Morgantown. You're talking about a four o'clock, five o'clock. I mean, we've been back at six o'clock in the morning. Yep. The, the basketball teams definitely have a lot of those 5am mornings. Yeah. And then it's, you know, everyone has to get up and go to class or go to work and it's just, it's, it's a grind. Takes a lot out on everybody. Mm -hmm. By the end of the season, by the end of the season, the travel alone, forget about the practices, forget about playing. The travel alone from year from the beginning of the year to the end, it just wears you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and all the none of the Big Twelve teams like coming to Morgantown because it's so <laughs> far away. And it's like we we have to do that every single trip. I mean, our yeah. our closest game is Iowa State, which is just crazy when you look at when we were in the Big East. So it's it, the travel is definitely really hard, especially on the teams like your men's women's basketball that have to go to, they play every school twice. Mm. So it's, it's definitely a long season travel wise. Do Jenna, now that I've been, now that I've been retired, <laughs> there's be three years now. Are you guys still getting your meals prior to getting on the, on the bus? Are you getting their meals when you get to the airport? How are you doing meals now? Well, with COVID, they're not allowed to eat on the bus and on the plane. Go ahead. So, I know that. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, so they're eating when they get um, when they get to where they're going, and they have to have socially distanced tables. And wow. And wow. here's another thing we're running into with COVID is some like when they played in Georgetown in DC, for example, they could only have 
gatherings of 25 people. So the when they went to eat their meals, they had a travel party of 30. They had to do five people, eight had to leave, and then five more went in. So the oh different states we're going to have different COVID rules where some hotels are going to, they want to put everybody at their own table to eat. Other hotels, you're allowed to have a round of six for the people to eat. Some hotels can have an omelet station. Some hotels can't. Some hotels can have servers. Some can't. So it's different everywhere they go just by the state or the city or county that they're in is different. Their COVID regulations. So it's like this year has just been, it's been crazy. It's I'm like, if I can make it through this year, I can do anything with this stuff. Yeah, you're you're almost there. Because I was, that's, I'm glad he asked because I was actually thinking about that because I was trying to think how we used to do it. But usually you would show up to the hotel and there would be catering. You just walk in, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a buffet style. So I guess they're having to bring everything out of the kitchen, which probably is uh, quite a production. And then, yeah, well, then I guess running into the limited amount of spacing you can have. Um, yeah, I, I, I do not envy you. How about that? Yeah, yeah, COVID has really changed how we've had to do travel stuff this year. Well, Jenna, you you have Jenna, you have to be you have to be on the phone all day long. I'm on my phone and on the computer all day long just keeping and things change so much too. It's like, hey, this person got hurt and they can't go or this person right. has to go. So it's just I mean, it's just a bunch of little things and it's and Billy, you know, with basketball, it's like when you change one person out, you're not just saying, oh, man, oh, okay, like it's not just no, it changes it, you're everything. changing the manifest for the plane, you're changing yep. the seats for the plane, you're changing the hotel room. And and it's just and especially with COVID and, and how they have to have people distance and they, then you're moving everybody around. Jenna, thank God, by the end of my career. I don't know if Tammy Cavender hated me more than I hated her. <laughs> but the great the great thing about everything is we still speak to each other this day. And now we under, we've all been through it. I think we understand each other a little bit better now. Yeah, Man, Tammy it was is, hard. It was hard. Tammy is the best. I mean, and it's oh. hard being around people, you yeah. know, you work with all the time that much. Yeah. But yeah. Are you going and on I, the road? And I, I will throw this. I'll throw this. Trump card in Anthony. It wasn't always easy after we lost a game to travel with Coach Bob Huggins. <laughs> <laughs> well, how would you have handled this? I'll tell you a funny story. This is, of course, pre pre Bob Huggins at West Virginia. This is John Beeline, and I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys know John very well, but I th- and you you guys know this. Coaches are different, right? They're just different, very different, different type yes. of people. So we were at UConn, I believe, the year they won the national championship. So the 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 year the plan was we played and we were going back to the hotel and we were going to fly out the next morning. Well, mm-hmm. they, they were really good, and I'm pretty sure they ended up winning, winning the national title. So Coach Beeline gets very upset about the way the team is playing, and. He he just basically thought they quit, and he was pissed. So instead of going back to the hotel and enjoying a meal, and I was going to hit the bar, he tells us we're going back on the bus <laughs> tonight. <laughs> canceled the rooms, it. canceled the meals, canceled the flights. Um, how how does that how would that sit with you if the, something like that would have happened? Uh, I mean, you just you just have to go with it. It is what it is. Like. I mean, normally we're checking out so late, we're going to have the rooms, whether we stay in them or not. Right. So, but, but canceling the flight, I mean, that's just a whole different story. Yeah. But, um, I was upset because I thought, hell, I didn't play. I just wanted to go home, (laughs) go back to the hotel. I didn't want to be on a bus all night. Things happen and you just have to kind of roll with it, especially this year with everything going on. And, and like you said, each coach is so different. They all have, and that and that's something else with this job is just getting to know everyone's preferences and you know like i know what my track coach likes i know what my dad likes i know what coach carrie likes and and just 
trying to do everything you can to make their life as easy as possible and, and make sure, I mean, the best thing for me is if I don't hear anything from anybody on the road, because yeah. that means everything went perfectly. What's it been like all for you to... Uh... All I know is this. You used to pray that you would win the game because winning and losing makes a huge, oh, yeah. huge difference. I mean, you could have... You can have a delay in your planes if, if you won the game and nobody's bitching and complaining. But if you lost all. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> it's awful if you lose. Like, that's like if they lose the game, I'm like, please let the plane just be sitting there when they get to the airport. Yeah, Isn't that crazy? Especially in the that's 12. crazy. It, it is. It's just. Yeah. And, yep. and it's, and and I I'll be you know tracking games and watching them on TV or watching them on my phone and I'm like okay yeah, it's right, over right. and then I'm like uh, and I'm like they should yeah. be at the airport by now and if I don't hear anything I'm like oh okay everything's good. What's it been like I mean, for you to go ahead go ahead Anthony go ahead Jenna what's it like been what's it been like for you to actually you know get into a position for something you want to do but actually get to work with your dad i mean not everyone has that opportunity to work with uh, work with family um you know what what's crazy is i honestly and billy knows this i don't deal with him as much like billy dealt a lot with tammy i do a lot of stuff through josh pretty yeah, much was, everything yep, yep. um through josh eiler the the director of ops and like every once in a while, I'll ask my dad something like, or tell him like, hey, this is going on, or you're going to have, this guy is your bus driver, you remember him from whatever, or or is it okay if we do this? But for the most part, it's it's just me and Josh going back and forth usually. And of course, Anthony, it doesn't hurt to be in more time. Josh Eilert, Coach Huggins, believe it or not, and this doesn't take anything away from him, but he had enough faith in, in like Tammy Cavender and Jenna, Josh Eilert now and myself, that he knew he knew everything was gonna be done and done done exactly the way it's supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. And there was no there was no glitches. But that took a lot, a lot of effort from Jenna and from Tam, Tammy Cavender. I mean, it was nonstop communication wise. Yep, it is. And it's just, I was going back and forth with Josh today on their Iowa State trip, just sure. about he's he's getting shoot around times and giving them to me and I'm putting them in the itinerary so I can get it out to everybody that's going on the trip. And it's, I mean, it's every day you're, you're I'm working with him or working with Megan, the, the women's basketball ops person, just going back and forth and making sure that everything is, is perfect for when they get to where they're supposed to be. Well, I know that there's a lot that goes into that. I was um, I, not only was I on the trip with when Coach Beeline pulled that number, but I was. I don't know if you guys ever heard the story about the flight for football that was stuck in New Jersey for an extra day. Uh, this is back in like 2001. Uh, we were stuck on a plane for about 14 hours with Coach Rodriguez, and uh, things did not go well. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> 14 hours is a long time. That's a yeah. long time. Well, yeah. what ended up happening was they um, we got there a little late. There was an issue with the plane, and then the crew timed out. So mm-hmm. they had to bring another crew in from Miami, Florida, and then yeah. there was yeah. another we, issue. Yeah. So we ended up finding another hotel to go back to, and we were kind of piled into the, these rooms, two and three at a at a clip, just getting yeah. where you fit in. And um, and then the very next day we got on it, and the and the tire was flat. So it was quite. <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah, it was. We didn't get back until about three o'clock on Sunday. We played a noon game in in New Jersey. Yeah, the the cruise hours and even bus driver hours are something that we yes. have to watch yes. a lot because if if a yep. crew flies in from somewhere else and our game goes late and there's an issue, I mean it it can be cutting it close sometime, and it's the same thing with with bus drivers it depending on um like our men's soccer team wants to go to dc for a day play and come back well that bus driver they may have to send a relay driver and men's basketball actually to do that coming back from when they played gonzaga in indiana 
they had to stop in Columbus and get another driver because the driver that was bringing them back from Indianapolis ran out of hours. That's crazy. And yeah. yeah, it's just, it's, there's so there's many a, things. it's a lot of stuff. And now it's, it's so funny. I was just telling someone this the other day that whenever I watch, like when I was watching the football college playoff and everything, I can't just sit there and enjoy it anymore. I'm always thinking, Gosh, I wonder, like, you know, this person had to do this and all this yes. stuff went into this. And it's just yeah. changed the way I watch sports. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jenna, I'll tell you what. I can't thank you enough. It's been about a half hour already. Uh, time flies. But I can't thank you enough for coming on our podcast. Oh, no enough. problem. You know what? This is very educational for all of our listeners and I think people now have a much better understanding how everything is, how everything takes place. And I can't thank you enough, Jenna. Thank you very, very much. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, great. Thank you so so much. It's been a. I'm very familiar, but like Coach Han said, a lot of the people probably just assume it's just it's just like packing up the kids and going to the beach. But it's nothing. Yeah, like that. I mean, and that's kind of what I always thought until I started working for Tammy, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe all this goes into it. Well, Jenna, thank again, thanks so much for joining us, and um, you know, I know you've probably got a busy evening ahead of you. I know, I don't know when the I think the women are they in in Lubbock right now. Yeah. Yep, they're in Lubbock. All right. Well, you'll be on your phone. Yep, they're uh, they're in Lubbock, and then they're headed to Fort Worth right after that. So, so let's hope that that they get checked into their hotel in Fort Worth tonight, and everything goes great. Yeah. Amen to that. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Jenna. All Thank right, you. bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into that, Coach. It's I mean it's it's it's, it's really mind boggling, everything that goes on. Now you throw in the coronavirus. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I mean it's 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 it's, un, it's uncharted waters, and just the fact that they can't eat on the plane. I mean, oh, it's it's, it's everything stupid. Yeah, we used to get a meal, I think, on the plane on the way as soon as we got into the plane. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that just that's that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. Um, real quick, let's throw this yep. question out. Let's do the Dell Sparks trivia question of the week. Text the correct answer to 681-231-2632. Again, this is the Dell Sparks Text to Win Trivia Question of the Week from the Dell Sparks Collection. The first person to text the correct answer gets an 8 by 10 uh, from the Dell Sparks Collection. Again, 681-231-2632. I've got an easy one for you this week. An easy one. Who is the single-season shot block leader with 124 in one season. Who's the single season shot block leader in a single season? 124 block shots. If you know the correct answer, 681-231-2632. Well, Coach, uh, West Virginia's got their hands full. The Darius Nichols and the Florida Gators are heading to Morgantown on Saturday. I believe they play tonight. I'm going to try to watch them. They might be tipping off right Watch, now. I'm, I'm watching that game right now as we speak. Uh, Florida is home against Vanderbilt at Florida right now. And the TV timeout is just coming back. And I'll give you a score as soon as I put a score up there. But uh, Florida was winning the entire game so far. Vanderbilt has not had a lead. And they're coming back out of a timeout, and the score, they're showing highlights. Florida is shooting like the three ball like crazy right now. They just shot their fourth three-pointer of the first half. It's not even halfway. Oh, there's, there's five threes. They, they shoot the three ball big time. Yeah. So, so the, let score me is, the score right now is they're five for eight from the three-point line in the first half, and we're talking about – I'll tell you, give you the time when they put up there. They are uh, 25 to 17 at the eight minute mark. Let me ask you about the, the Big 12 yep. SEC challenge. When that, you know, that falls in a weird time of the year. Honestly, it's almost like the, the old Marshall game just fell in January in a weird time. 
Um, does that game throw your scheduling off a little bit just for the fact that it's kind of a one-off against a team you're really not familiar with sometimes? You just have to sort of, in your mind, put down, it's just like another conference game, to be honest with you, because you're playing, a, you're going to play a team as good, if not better, than a team in your league, in your conference. Yeah, is that something you guys watch for year after year to see who you're going to be matched up with? I, if I know, if I remember correctly, this is about the fourth time we've been matched up with Florida. We've ended up yep. with Kentucky. Wow. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head some of the other. I teams. think I think we had. Did we have Missouri one year? Or Texas A&M. Yeah, Missouri. A, yes, you're right. A&M. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. I, it's just a strange. Um, it's a, it's a little bit different. The nice thing is that you know if you get lucky and you pull the pull the Kentucky card or you can probably just get on a bus and go versus having to fly halfway across exactly. the country. Exactly. Well, the thing right now is you just you just hope that Vanderbilt can give Florida a good game all night long. Yeah. And that you make them play, so they got to play their entire team a lot of minutes, and they got it's it's a hard fought game. You don't want them to come in and just have an easy blowout game tonight. You want them to be a little bit tested before they come in and get on the road tomorrow. So they'll, they'll, they'll play this game tonight. They'll get up tomorrow and watch, watch the, the, the tape of this game, watch the tape, scouting tape of our game and practice against our stuff, which they're going to have an advantage because, they're going to know our stuff inside now because Darius Nichols, the assistant coach of Florida, who played for us, was our grad assistant. He has a scout for our game, so that's a huge advantage for Florida, I think. Yeah, he's pretty familiar with what Coach Huggins likes to do. But, you know, the one thing about, you know, West Virginia's not doing the same thing that they did, you know, years back. It seems like this Correct. team, yes. Coach Huggins right. is, is, is one of the better coaches in the country when it comes to adapting to the to, to the players that he has. Um, then, of course, after Saturday, West Virginia goes back on the road to Ames, Iowa. Um, I've never been to Ames. I mean, I'm sure there's probably not a damn thing to do out there. It's not the end of the world, but you can see it from there. <laughs> um, <laughs> on a, you, I'm going to be honest with you, Coach. I've not watched Iowa State this year. What do you know about them? Iowa State shoots the three ball. They either – they either drive it and lay the ball on the glass or they shoot threes. There's no in-between shots for Iowa State. Okay. Uh, they're not they're, – they have they have not won a game, I don't believe. I don't think they've won a game yet in the conference. I don't think they won a conference game yet, to be honest with you. So they're, they're talented. If the ball's going to the basket because of the way they play, it could be a long night for you. you got to take away the three ball. And you also got to understand because of the way they're shooting the three ball, it's going to cause long rebounds. I mean, there's just so many things that goes into it. Right. But uh, the, they'll be prepared. Trust me. I mean, our scouting and film watching and game preparation uh, is absolutely phenomenal. Like we'll be so prepped for Florida on Saturday. I know it's Coach Harris, Larry Harrison has as a scout, and uh, they'll be so prepped for Saturday's game because Larry does a great job, as Coach Martin does, as Coach Coach Everhart does. So our scouting is very good. We'll be ready to go Saturday at 2 o'clock. Amen to that. I'm looking forward to see- – it seemed like that two-week layoff, uh, and that was brutal, but it was good to see the Mountaineers back in action this past week. And uh, I'm excited to see the the Big 12 and the SEC matchup um, this weekend. So, Coach, that just about does it for us. Um, I'm going to first say thanks to all of our sponsors, the Warner Law Offices, Offered Home Solutions, United Bank. And, of course, we are produced in partnership with the Charleston Gazette and HD Media. And, of course, uh, our friend from the Dell Sparks Collection. And as always, Coach, I'm going to leave you with the final word. And you know, my final word is always the same. Great day to be alive. Count your blessings. Give your spirit out. If you're worrying, you're not praying. 
If you're praying, you're not worrying. Let's go, Mountaineers. The Press Virginia Podcast is produced by Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media and the Charleston Gazette Mail. The Press Virginia Podcast is presented by Warner Law Offices. Now's the time. Call 345-6789. And is sponsored by United Bank, West Virginia's bank. Offered home solutions, fixing homes inside and out since 1963. The Charleston Gazette Mail and the Dale Sparks Collection.